Welcome to the Jiu-Jitsu of Life, a weekly podcast for BJJ enthusiasts who are striving to succeed both on and off the mats. This podcast is brought to you by Robles, makers of the world's finest custom jiu-jitsu apparel. And here are your hosts on the Jiu-Jitsu of Life, Carter Fisk and Mo Siddiqui. So I like this idea, the idea that, that ego is your friend, because it's like, okay, I think the ego is there. It, the ego is like that that person who's like living in your house and you're like, okay, I guess I'm never getting rid of this person. Like you can't get rid of your ego. So to just look at it as just the enemy, ego is the enemy, a book that we have talked about many times. Um, sometimes, sometimes your ego is your enemy. But I was thinking about this from a couple of different points of view of like of martial arts and business and things like that. Um, because sometimes people say the ego is your enemy. Let's take it in jujitsu. Like you don't want to look bad. So you don't take chances or you don't expand yourself. You don't put yourself in bad situations because you don't want to look bad. So in that case, okay, I can see the ego is becoming the enemy, but let's say you want to get good. You want to get as good as you can. You want to be in situations where you always feel comfortable. Well, that's still (coughs) your ego. You know, that's still... It's still the same drive. It's just sort of a different mechanism in in a sense. I'm the ambition to be better. To, to be better or to, I mean, because it's, you could sort of argue that if you become somebody who's very good in bad positions and you're calm and you're kind of almost clowning the other guy because it's like, oh, you can't do anything to me, even though you feel like you should. Well, that's looking good in a way. I mean, that could be argued that, but it's but it's sort of ultimately the idea that is it still your ego that's driving you to be good at something? Because is, is all ego derived from, or rather, is all ambition derived from the ego? I don't know. That's a good question. I, I feel like it probably is. I think if you're being, I think if people are being honest with themselves, it probably is. Because you think about it, you know, when when the social media came around and they, they, the term humble brag came about, because it's like people are saying something so humble, but you're saying it on the internet. You know what I mean? Like, oh, you're so like, oh, I just feel so good to give back. It's well, like when you don't give charity in secret. It's like yeah. I'm giving a million dollars and yes. they're building a statue of me. Yes. And that's <laughs> that's why I loved Kirk Kerkorian when I read, because not only so Armenia was going through, um, had a really terrible earthquake and, and like hundreds of thousands of people were killed. He gave millions of dollars anonymously. And then they came to him uh, for a comment. Not because they knew they gave him money, but he was already sort of a famous guy and he was Armenian. And he gave sort of this lukewarm answer of like, you know, I hope they do better or whatever. And people are like, oh, what a dick. He doesn't even care. Because he he could have said at that moment, well, you know, I've given millions. Even at that moment, he wouldn't say it then because he still he want, he valued doing something anonymously so much that he was, he was willing to look terrible in the press to do that. I love so it. I was like, man, that guy's, that guy's a badass. So but but yeah, I mean, it's. It's sort of like the idea of, so, okay. Well, let's say this. If, if, the, if, all, if we are going down the argument that all ambition is derived from the ego, mm-hmm. now is there an argument that ambition is bad? Um, is ambition good or bad? I think it, I mean, I, I think it could be either, right? right? I mean, if you have, because it's like you, you look at some of the worst people in history, I mean, Hitler had a lot of ambition, 
if you look at what he wanted to do, it's like, well, that's a very ambitious plan. This is probably a bad plan, um, probably an evil plan. So it, it sort of depends on what that ambition is. But I think um, it, it has to be. So a, ego can be good or bad based on how you use it. I think so. And I think that's why when you look at it as just the enemy, it's like, well, it's not just the enemy because it's something that almost has to be like guided, like the idea of like you're, you're keeping this ball in the air, you're doing something that, that requires constant balance and maintenance because if it's too much the enemy, then like from a competitive point of view, if you think about it, you're more likely to lose because it's like if you're like, oh, okay, ego's the enemy and winning feels good, so I need to just get my ass kicked. And it's like, if you get used to losing, I think that's bad in a way because it, it develops the habit, almost the expectation of losing. And there's the old saying of, show me a good loser and I'll show you a loser. And as much as that sounds harsh, <laughs> I think there's something true to that. I think there is. And, and, and there's there's been times where I've just decided, oh, I'm just going to lose or whatever. And then there's times where I'm like, no, screw that. Like, I'm going to do well. Like, I started thinking about this with my striking a little while ago where I'm like, because I'm like, oh, everyone I train is better at striking me. And, and they are, I think. But I'm like, I'm still going to hit them. They're going to hit me a little bit. I'm going to hit them too. Like, I'm going to make them. They're going to they're gonna be <laughs> And And that that's mentality, I think, made my striking better because I was no longer just content with like, I'm just going to get hit and do whatever. Like, no, like, screw that. Like, that's a loser mentality. Um, now, that's part of my ego being like, well, I want to look better and be better, which I think is good in that case. Now, when it, if it turns into like doing stupid things or showboating, then it's gone too far the other way. But it's I, I think it needs to kind of be this weird balance the whole time because it's not it can be your friend. I mean, there's times where it's it's good to be like, I'm going to smash everyone or I'm, I'm going to like do like whatever it might be. I'm going to take the bull by the horns on something. But if it becomes something that I'm going to do this and I don't need to, I think where people get in trouble, we've talked about this with the idea of it's hard to get up at five in the morning when you're sleeping in silk sheets. That's, mm -hmm. I think, a problem where people are like, well, I'm the best. So therefore, I don't have to do all the things that I did to get to become the best. That's when it's trouble. Like, I think that if you can still have that sort of confidence and things like that, if you're doing all the things you were doing on the way up, you're still honestly, honestly doing, then maybe being ego driven that way is good. I, it might. I mean, it's it's something that I'm 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 so terrified of being overconfident that I always err on the on the side of being underconfident or insecure, whatever you want to say. And sometimes that does me well, but sometimes that does not do me well. So I'm trying to figure out like when is it good for me to be, you know, insecure about things versus when is it better for me to to sort of rise up to the security that I feel on something. So it's an interesting challenge, but I think that when you're saying it's all, very interesting, yeah. And I, I, but I think all that ambition and stuff like that. I mean, they're, they're definitely, you know, it comes down to sort of how it makes you feel, you know, because when you hear people talk about charity and giving and doing all these good things that you know scumbag like me never does, um, they talk about how good <laughs> it feels. That's the first thing they always say is like it feels good versus like, oh man, it's such a drag. I hate it, but it's the right thing to do. So I just. I do it even though it makes me want to kill myself every day of the week. That's how I feel. That's what. That's how I feel when I pay taxes. <laughs> yeah, I feel that way too. Um, but it's you know. It, but when it comes to sort of doing things of good, it's always about the person feels good doing it. So it's like, well, is that? I, I don't know. Is that your ego? 
um, it's it can't not be your ego. I mean, because ego really is sort of sense of self. So I mean, I think that it kind of always has to be in the equation. But I think when we make it one thing or the other. See, I don't think there's anything wrong with feeling good about doing a good deed. I actually think that that is a positive thing. I agree. Because it will encourage you to do hopefully more good deeds out yeah. in the world, as opposed to you do something good and it has a negative or it causes a negative emotion within yeah. you. It kind of teaches you not to do it anymore. It's almost like rats in uh, a lab, right? Yeah. Like you can condition them to do what you want them to do based on the consequences of their actions. If you yes. shock the rat one way, he's going to stop doing something. And I think human beings are, are very much like that as well, right? That's yeah. that's why we, well, that's why they test things out on rats to see how they're going to, how they're going to react. Because human beings are, are, are very much an emotional being. We're an emotional yes. being. And if something makes us feel good, guess what? We'll continue to do it. Yes. And if yeah. something makes us feel bad, um, you know, we have a tendency to, to shy away from that and stay away from it. Yeah. And, and I think it's important. But, to, but with that being said, pay your taxes, even though they make you feel bad. You know, because what will be worse is how you feel when you go to prison. That's even worse. I mean, you just got to find a place <laughs> they can't extradite you from, I would think. But, I mean, you know, it's just an idea. I don't I mean, not saying you yeah. should. <laughs> Um, well, so I, yeah, I agree with that because it's the idea of building on success. And I, I try and do that when I, when I would teach, like the idea of finding what someone is doing well and, and build on that versus the constant criticism. No, don't do that. Don't do that. Then to me, people become afraid of making a mistake versus wanting the feeling of, of that feedback. And I heard something from, I got this from Scott Adams, actually. He was talking about, um, he did a public speaking uh, class that he took with the the Dale Carnegie Institute, Dale Carnegie, How to Win Friends oh. and Influence People. And he said the entire thing was only positive feedback. And he's like, some of the people started off, they were like total basket cases, like scared, whatever. And the teacher would find something they did well and be like, this was really good. And he said the, the rate at which people progressed and their ability to speak in public was so shockingly good, so fast, He'd never seen anything like it. And there was no criticism. It was only, this was really good. This is really good. And building on that success and people sort of wanting more of that and, and, and almost sort of self-modulating and figuring it out along the way, it's kind of an interesting way of doing it. And, and it, I think it's- Do you think that that would carry over into teaching other things such as combat sports? I would think it might. Yeah, because I think that um, when you- you know, if you take something like jujitsu and if you can show somebody how the right technique is supposed to feel and the and the right timing of something, it should feel almost effortless. I say, you know, they, they say that, you know, the perfect sweep or whatever, it's it shouldn't be any effort, sort of it's just good timing and good technique. So if you can get somebody used to that feeling and understand that this is the feeling I'm going after, it kind of eliminates anything that's the wrong technique. So it's almost like you focus on what to do right versus, well, don't do this and don't do this and don't do this. Cause then it's like, there's a million things you shouldn't do. And if you start, well, I should do this. I should do like now you've frozen up versus you do. It almost, it, it almost reminds me of like when you're walking on a beam and you're like, don't fall, don't fall, don't fall. Yeah. And yeah. that's exactly what you do, right? Is you, is you fall off the beam. Yes. 
Yes, versus this, like, I'm going to take this step. I'm going to take this step. I'm going to take this step. And they talk about that with, you know, people that are in prisoners of war and things like that, where it's like, I just got to make it to the next day or the next hour and like, just take it minute by minute, hour by hour. Um, yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't know. I think, I think you could teach somebody combat sports that way. And I think that uh, with certainly with business and things like that, the, the, the high that you get from finding a good deal and executing on a good deal is kind of like there's nothing else like it. Um, so if you kind of kind of learn this is the way things are when, when, when something is going well, um, that's sort of a good teacher. Uh, it falls the analogy falls apart a little bit in business, quite honestly, though, because to me, there are so many things that uh, you have to fight your way through a lot of times. Um, but maybe that's if you can le learn to enjoy the fight, then that's kind of the, the way to look at it. Because I was thinking about, you know, some of the deals I'm working on right now. I'm like, yeah, this doesn't feel effortless at all. Um, <laughs> this feels effortful. A lot of it. So, but, <laughs> but I think that's good. Um, and, and I was thinking about that, too, from, from a business point of view, because one of the things that I think is going to hopefully help me in the next couple of years is building up a good reputation in, in the particular industry I'm working in now. And I think that's going to open the door to deals that might not even be on the market, to potential partners that, you know, I might not even know now, um, you know, all that kind of things. I think certain things are going to open up as long as I do things correctly and build up a good reputation of being somebody who's reliable, trustworthy, all that kind of stuff. And I see myself as that. And I, I want to I want other people to see me as that. And I, I think that's definitely partly ego, because if somebody doesn't see me like that, I'm not going to be like, oh, well, tough for them. Like that, that would really bother me. But I think that's good. Like I, I to me, if like somebody doesn't trust me, it, it bothers me a lot. A lot. I know there's image, image and perception, in my opinion, really does matter. I mean, we've talked yeah. about simple things such as appear, you know, going to an interview and being dressed appropriately for the interview and also how you speak during the interview, how you interact with that person, you know, the type yeah. of language that you use, um, all etiquette, thing like, things like that. And I don't know, I think that uh, you will hear arguments from some people who will say that, no, none of that matters. No, you don't judge a book by its cover. But again, um, I think that's, you know, some of those, th some of those things are ingrained in us and um, that's, you know, whether it's a survival technique or not, yeah. it's something that people do. I think it's important to, to care about uh, how other people perceive you. I think one time we even talked about what will people say at your funeral, right? Yes. And then kind of yeah. live life um, towards hopefully people saying good things about you yeah. <laughs> uh, at your funeral. I mean, you know? I used to go one way or the other. Yeah, you could be like, yeah, I want just pure fury at that <laughs> funeral. I could, but, you know, it's funny because I was thinking about that. One thing I did uh, a couple days ago, I deleted all videos of me doing any instructional stuff, uh, any workout stuff, like all this stuff I did during COVID stuff. I was like, I was like, I want all this gone. The only stuff I have out there now is our little highlight videos that we've done because I'm like, I like that and I feel like that's good. But I used to, for a long time, I had it in my mind that I was like this great jujitsu teacher. And I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm good at this. And 
along the way, I think I partly was proven that I wasn't so great just by doing it a lot and being like, well, I don't think the people I'm teaching are getting that good. So I don't know if like, I mean, you know, there's a lot of complications that, but I mean, like there was that. Um, And I think (laughs) the, the bar has been raised so quickly with the quality of videos that have come out. And I'm seeing all these new guys and they're doing all this cool stuff. And for a long time, I was like, well, I want to be one of those guys. And then at a certain point, I'm like, I am unwilling and unable to spend the time and to have the quality. And frankly, a lot of these guys know a lot more stuff than I do now. I'd rather just take myself out of that equation completely and just and just be done with it. And it was it felt good and like a good sort of feeling of closure of being like, this is something that I pursued doing on a certain level for a certain amount of time. I'm not as good as my ego thought I was. And in that case, the ego was the enemy for a while, but now it's like we've we've reconciled a little bit because I'm like, it's it's okay to not be great at this and just be able to let it go. You know what I mean? So I, it was a good feeling of just like a good cleansing feeling of closure because I'm like, and then there's just the stupid workout stuff I did on Instagram during COVID. I'm like, nobody needs to see me doing shrimp squats or whatever. It's just, there's no need for like this midlife <laughs> you know crisis. What I love about that idea, Carter, is the idea of authenticity, right? See, I think where the ego becomes the enemy is when the ego lies to you and it makes you believe that you must be the best at everything yes. in the world. Yes. Because whenever your ego tries to convince you that something that is unrealistic or impossible um, and tries to convince you that you can't accomplish this, yeah. then that becomes a very toxic relationship that you now have with your ego, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I know for a lot of people that are in combat sports, I mean, I'm speaking for myself at the time, but I spent a lot of time around people that were competing at a high level in combat sports. And they are ultra competitive. I mean, take Michael Jordan, for instance. His yeah. desire to win goes way beyond yes. the basketball court, right? Yeah. And yeah. so it's a, it's a, it's a, uh, can be toxic sometimes because you want to win and be the best at everything. What I love about what you said is that you found that balance. You were like, Hey, like, I'm not the best at this. I recognize that other people are doing better or doing it better. Let me focus my time and energy because that's finite on the things that I really am good at and just be a fan or a spectator yeah. of what yeah. these other people are doing. Yeah. They're doing it so well. Yeah, that's and that's the thing, like being okay with being a spectator. And then I thought about that because I even took away all my um, like videos I did on flipping houses and and deal stuff and all. I took all that stuff down because I'm just like, you know what? Like I'm not doing any of that stuff at the moment anyway. There's tons of people where that's their thing, teaching it, doing all that. And what I'm doing now, I have no interest in telling other people about because it's. I don't want to help the competition at this point. I have no interest in doing that. It's. I feel like I've got some good opportunity. I, I don't want to spread it around. And I'm like, maybe kind of like Tom McKay talks about it. He didn't have videos when he was, you know, really grinding and working his way up. It's like, he's like, okay, I have videos now because I've already made my money. I'm not worried about the competition anymore. Well, I am quite frankly, and I'm not there. So and it's also like I love that honesty, man, because, you know, there's always this, the person that makes the argument that never worry about the competition. But I don't know. I think I think competition is very I, I've always been and the person that has made the argument that competition is real. Yeah. Um, 
and the and so yes, you know to to it's it's you know it's you know business to me is like the real game of monopoly, right? Yeah. And it's whoever ends up with the most at the end. Yep. And it's not about anything else except just playing the game and you know um, seeing who ends up with the most at the end. But I'm not trying to help somebody to the left and to the right of me as I'm playing this game, right? And I I 100% uh, agree with that. And I think that that competition always makes you better. Like yeah. don't shy away from the competition, but yeah. I'm not trying to help the yeah. competition until the only time I'm trying to help the competition in is into is when I get to the point where I don't view them as competition. Yeah. Because I'm so far beyond them. Yeah. Right. That's the thing. Yeah. You're almost out of the game then. And it's like, cause I, I just think about it and I'm like, yeah, I think I know some things, but like, I think there's tons of people that know better stuff. And I'm like, why, why was I like, I was just trying to be really realistic with things where it's like, do I really want to do these things? Or is this just sort of some attempt at getting like, is this my ego kind of being the enemy now? Like kind of go on the other hand, cause we were talking about it being my friend. I'm like, for me to have like my stuff out there on stuff that's making me no money, that's doing whatever that I don't think is that good. It's like, why am I doing that? Like, there's no need for that. I'm just going to take it down. And it was like, sort of, I had an instructional video that Jeff had done a few years ago and there were still people commenting on it. And I was going back and forth with this one guy it was about a it was about the ghost escape that Brian Peterson shows from years ago. Mm-hmm. And this guy's like, well, it's just it was arguing back and forth on details of a technique. And finally I'm like, what why am I doing this? Like, cause it, it like little it literally circled with the guy showing me a link to the original Brian Peterson ghost video. And I'm like, and he's like, Yeah, see, Brian doesn't bridge in and do this and do that. And it's like I watched the video and it's literally the first thing that Brian does. And I'm like, why am I engaged in this at all like why like what what am i getting out of this and i'm like i need to just get rid of all this stuff i just need to take all this stuff down and i did and i felt great i was like i feel good about this because now it's like the only thing i want out there is to show the good training environment that i have and the people i get to train with that's it that's all i want like that's all i want out you know and i'm so it's funny that you bring that up because i have never really been one to well I, you know, I'm, I was learning a lot from you. I still learn a lot from you. And so I never felt like, well, I'm not going to put out videos on how to do this and how to do that, because that would be like the white belt trying to teach, you know, uh, you, 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 we, we all, we all met or have been at one point, the white and the blue belt that knows everything. Right. And I didn't want to be that person in business. Yeah. But now the only thing that I am interested in is not teaching but in documenting my own journey. Yeah. That is something that really does interest me. And I haven't yeah. ever done that. I think at some point I might pursue it. But again, you have to know what the point of all that is. Yeah. There are some people that get into that type of business because it is a business for them. In other words, yes. the intention is for them to profit, to make some money, yeah. right? Whereas for me, it's more about documenting my own personal journey. Uh, journey. It would be no different than me keeping a journal and writing about it. But yeah. because we live in the age of the metaverse, yeah. <laughs> I want to document it on, on video. Yeah. Right. And, um, Hey, if it does help someone great, but really there's nothing to argue about at that point, because I'm not yeah. telling anybody if, and when I do decide to do this, right. what they should be doing. I'm simply documenting what I have done. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, for it, good, for, for better or for worse. Yeah. And you yeah. know what I really like about what you said, you know, because there is that book by Ryan holiday, right? The ego is the enemy. Mm-hmm. 
But who's the one that said, keep your friends close, but keep your enemies closer? Yeah. If it is true that your ego is your enemy, then you shouldn't pretend that it's not there. You should actually keep it closer. Yeah, that's uh, Vito Corleone originally. I mean, Michael says it, but he said his father said it. So we'll say that Vito said it. Yeah. All right. Good advice from Vito, man. It's good enough for him. It's good enough for me. Yeah. There you go. They got guns. We got guns. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And, and, and I agree. And I think it's almost like a lot of the topics that we've talked about in the past, be it jujitsu, be it business, extremism and anything you do in life is going to be bad. Yeah. If you sleep too much, yeah. it's bad. If you eat too much, it's bad. If you work out too much, it's bad. Yeah. Um, so it's always about finding that balance. But yeah. I think that you're delusional when you start to look at yourself in the mirror. I think you're almost status signaling when you get up and you're like, I'm a black belt in jujitsu. I have no ego. Yeah, no, that's such a lie. No. You got yeah. that black belt by having an ego. Absolutely. You just don't even realize it, yeah. right? So being realistic and understanding that, look, everybody has an ego. No one is without one. So yeah. it's not about, you know, um, eliminating the ego. It's about trying to keep the ego in check. Yeah. And if you can ever harness your ego to actually help you become a better person, help yeah. you do better things in the world, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I, Don't I, be like Hitler. No. Don't be like Hitler. Don't do that. That's, that's, not, I mean, that's, I, that's an example of bad ego, yeah. right? <laughs> I, think, I think we've taught a lot to the people today. <laughs> yeah. That is our conclusion. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, Yellowstone premieres tonight. Yes, it does. Yes, yes, it does. I'm not sure if anyone listening to this podcast even cares about it. It's oh, a big deal for they me. Should. They I, should. I uh, I really enjoy the show. Yes. And, um, yeah. For anybody who who has not seen Yellowstone, uh, Javier Cepeda, as we who we know, boxing mm -hmm. coach, uh, he mentioned the show to me about two months ago. He was just like, oh, you, you watched the show, and I'd never heard of it. So heard it was good. We had just Chantel and I just finished. I forget what we'd finished watching. And I'm like, we should watch the show Yellowstone. So we start watching it. We watch it all the way through in probably like a week and a half, like all three seasons. We liked it so much, we watched the whole show again all the way through, back to back. So if you can find a show that you watch the entire show all the way through two times in a row, you need to watch that show. So that being said, premieres tonight, man. I'm... Uh, I think it's like a two-hour premiere. I'm not gonna. We're we're watching another show right now. We're watching the uh, American Crime Story, the the Monica Lewinsky, Bill Clinton impeachment thing, which is also very good. So we're gonna keep watching that. We're gonna try and save up a couple of episodes of Yellowstone. I think, I think that's the plan. Because we once you get used to binge watching a show, it's really hard to go back There's to. There's no other way to watch. There's yeah. no other way to watch. It's, it's miserable. Like I, like I don't know time. how we used to do things in the 80s and the 90s where. You'd have to wait a whole week yes. before a new episode came out. And then there was no DVR. Oh, if you weren't, you if it. you got stuck in traffic, uh, yeah, you're going to have to wait like another five years to catch the rerun. Or, yes. you know, or maybe somebody at the house, you could call them. You had two VCRs rigged up. Or that thing. And you can put one, you know, yeah. you, you record it on VHS. Yeah. These young kids are like, yeah, VHS? I know, man. It was, there was a lot of have pressure. that in the or, or it was like they would have the uh, the cliffhanger, you know, the Who Shot JR Dallas. Got to wait all summer. 
You don't know? I, I still don't know who shot JR. But I mean, like. I still don't know yeah. who shot JR. Yeah. I really don't. <laughs> I don't think I ever watched Dallas. And I lived in Dallas at the time the show Dallas was out, and I still didn't watch the show. So, oh, well. I'll have to watch it at some point. So. Oh, well, keep your friends close, keep your enemies closer. Keep that ego in check. This episode's yeah. in the book. To re-listen to this episode and to check out our past episodes, go to the Jiu-Jitsu of Life. Also check us out on Apple iTunes. Like, review, subscribe. Shout out to Robles, makers of the world's finest custom Jiu-Jitsu apparel. We make custom geese. Yellow Pine Investments makes custom warehouses. Check them out. Check out our boy, Steve Hordensky, Jiu-Jitsu on the go. Calum Callista, sneaky submissions in the gi and no gi. And if you're in the Austin area, check out Chaparral Moving. They have moving down to a science. I am Mo. That is my brother, Carter. And as always, we wish you guys nothing but the best, both on and off the mat. Thanks for listening. Thank you, guys. That's it for this episode of the Jiu-Jitsu of Life. Your hosts are Carter Fisk and Mo Siddiqui. This podcast is brought to you by Robles, makers of the world's finest custom jiu-jitsu apparel. You can subscribe to the Robles newsletter to get the exclusive content at robles.com. You can find more episodes of this show on our website at thejujitsuoflife.com. And you can subscribe to us at Apple Podcasts. Thank you for listening, and we wish you a great week, both on and off the mat. <laughs>